Well, do we have a full program today? We're going to cover a number of topics, everything from how the mainstream media worldwide is a propaganda machine, and even some good news and some hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So no matter where in the world you're listening today, I want to welcome you to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. Now, I made a claim at the beginning of the program that you can't trust pretty much most of your mainstream media on a global scale. I'm telling you, I used to be in journalism many, many, many years ago, early in my career. And it was so different then, especially at a local or regional level where facts and truth mattered and ideology was forbidden. In other words, we were not out to change the world. We're just out there to report the facts. Today, much of our media has abandoned the first job of being a true journalist. And instead of telling you the facts of a story, they delete carefully things they don't want you to know, emphasize the things they think you should be indoctrinated to believe, And in essence, they are basically lying to you. Now, I don't care if you live in on the continent of Africa, anywhere listening to this weekend program. And if you get your news from the BBC, there's a good chance you're getting a pile of lies. The CBC, I don't I don't care. I don't care if it's the voice of America. They lie, too. And then you've got your corporate media in Australia, ABC, or here in the United States, ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. And these privately owned companies like ABC, NBC, CBS, they're awful. They are so corrupted now beyond, I think, beyond redemption. I don't believe anything. And if you are anywhere in the world trying to get your news from CNN, know that at least more than half of what you're being told is a carefully crafted propaganda piece. It's time to stop listening to the liars and the reprobates and those that are trying to, well, rule your life. And they do it under some false pretenses. Now, I've got a handful of stories that I want to share here at the beginning of the program and kind of go through them quickly just to give you an idea of here in the United States. I don't know what you think if you're in Canada or Australia or in Europe or anywhere in the continent of Africa and Asia in the Pacific Rim or even parts of the United States. Everything we hear about Joe Biden from the mainstream media is a cover up or a lie. You may hear in your country how bad President Trump was and how he's under indictment. Yeah, the same thing that every president has legally done, oh, I don't know, for 50 years, suddenly is a crime. They're scared of him. Because, see, Donald Trump, and I'm not trying to attest to his moral character. I'm not, when I voted for him, I'm not voting for the pastor of a church. I'm voting for a competent leader for a secular state. One that at least will not impact negatively the work of the church, at minimum. When it comes to Joe Biden and his his anti-Christian 
administration. And I don't care what Joe Biden says about his faith. Just like Nancy Pelosi, I'm a good praying Catholic. You're a phony fake and a fraud. Your church teaches that life begins at conception and life should be respected. And you have spit in the face of Jesus Christ as you have watched, what, 60 million babies be killed? That's genocide. And you think that somehow some priest is going to throw some holy water on you when you die to push your sorry rear end into heaven? You're deluded. Joe Biden, you're no different. And besides that, you're a crook and a thief and a fraud, a fake and a traitor. I'll say it again. Our president in the United States, and I don't care where in the world you're listening, don't believe your media. The man is a fake, phony fraud, a liar, a reprobate, anti-life, a thief and a traitor. It's provable. And he's got the cover of the government to protect him. He and his son, Hunter Biden, have been fleecing the world for cash and selling out the United States for years. It was Harry Truman, former president of the United States, said way back in around 1950, the only way you get rich in politics is to be a crook. Joe Biden is a multimillionaire. And he did that on a senator's salary. Look, he became a senator at the age of 27. Only it held a, quote, job for about two and a half years. He was too busy flunking out of college. By the way, he lied about his college credentials, too. Top of his class, full scholarship, three degrees. All of it was a lie. He only had one degree, not three. He was not on an academic scholarship. And he was at the bottom third of his class, actually the bottom 20%. He just lies. He's been lying since he's been in his 30s to the American people. And he doesn't know how to tell the truth anymore. The man is a sick, evil, and dangerous individual who now is compromised mentally and physically, and also, I believe, compromised by the Chinese government, the Ukrainian government, because of his illegal financial dealings. You remember... How Joe Biden claimed back in 2020, I know nothing about my son's businesses, and he got really mad and just would you know, almost curse at you. You know, for years, Hunter Biden has been paying $300 a month for a global cell phone. Now, the term we use often is a burner phone. In other words, it's not really supposed, no one knows who owns it. It's kind of a secret phone you use for your secret illegal dealings. Drug dealers use burner phones. Terrorists in the Middle East use burner phones. These are non-traceable phones that you buy and you pay a lot of money for, but nobody knows who's really paying for it. Nobody knows who has it. And unless they're spying on the phone, they don't know a thing you're saying on it. And if you're smart, you never send a text on it. There can be no record. In some documents in all of this Hunter Biden mess, some of them got to a very reputable and trustworthy news reporter who's been around Washington, D.C. for ages, John Solomon. And I've yet to catch the guy ever 
telling a lie in many, many, many years. In other words, this guy's sources are impeccable and his stories always pan out to be 100% true. He doesn't say anything that he knows he cannot back up. Well, here's a story you're not going to hear on CBS. Here's a story you're not going to hear on NBC, ABC, CNN. Oh, especially MSNBC. Oh, oh, heaven forbid that the truth ever get out on that reprobate, disgusting network that pretends it's a news organization. It's a propaganda outlet for really pushing some pretty nasty behaviors that God despises and abhors. So what did John Solomon come up with? In some of the documents that got out, there was a phone number for a burner phone. In other words, it was an AT&T global phone. Cost $300 a month for that kind of phone to be used worldwide. No questions asked. And he got the phone number. Okay, now follow me. John Solomon got the phone number of a phone that is supposed that's being paid for by Hunter Biden, the son of the president of the United States, who got a slap on the hand for something that would put that put Al Capone in jail for the rest of his life way back when. And actually, Al Capone went to jail for a lot less than what Hunter Biden is getting a slap on the wrist for. If I pulled that stunt, you'd never hear from me again. I would die in prison. But no, not Hunter, not the protected class of reprobates, thieves, and, well, you know what I call them. Over the past, oh, I don't know, 30, 40 years, a lot of men have come around and, and laid their money down at the feet of Joe Biden and his his crime family. Oh, I'm saying it. Come and sue me. You have to prove you're not. It's easy to prove you are. And yet the mainstream media in this country tries to pretend it's not happening. Now, If they decide they don't want Joe Biden to run because they're afraid they're going to lose, you can bet your bottom dollar, yen, uh, peso, whatever you, you spend your money, whatever currency you have on one thing. If the powers that be decide Biden can't run, if they decide that Kamala Harris is too much of a liability, the media will turn on them so fast. I think I'm already beginning to see it happening. I really do. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But for the moment, they're running cover. Trump bad. Biden good. All this nonsense. Biden is a liar. Biden is a thief. Biden has been been stabbing this country in the back for a profit for I don't know how many years, decades. So this burner phone, okay, paid for by Hunter Biden. $300 a month, John Solomon gets a hold of the phone number. And and listen, and and so he decides to dial the phone number. Listen to what John Holloman was telling a, a news outlet here in the United States 
earlier this week. Before it was turned over from the FBI, there had been some documents that law enforcement had gotten through other means. And one of those documents got leaked to me, and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paid for. So I figured, oh, this is my chance. Maybe I can, I've been trying to get fair comment from Hunter Biden. So I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the cell phone, and guess who picked up the phone? Oh, boy. Joe Biden. Joe? Joe oh Biden. What? Boy, was he shocked when he got uh, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me. He hung up pretty quickly. So, answer me a question. What in the world is the President of the United States doing with a burner phone? A phone that nobody's supposed to know that he has. That is paid for by his son, Hunter Biden. Why would he have a, a phone that the Secret Service doesn't listen to? You remember when Donald Trump got in trouble for an alleged phone call with everybody listening in to uh, the new president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, and that boneheaded officer tried to make something of it that it wasn't. They tried to do an entire impeachment hoax on it. Once again, another bunch of lies. No matter where, if you're listening in a foreign country, not the United States, don't trust your media. They're going to lie to you. There's a reason they're lying to you. They are bought and paid for by the globalists that want to enslave you, steal your rights, steal your property, make you live the way they want you to live. They want this society to collapse so they can come in and claim they're going to fix it. They're the ones that are breaking it. And they're breaking it intentionally. So the President of the United States has got a burner phone paid for by his son. And of course, he knows nothing about his son's business. Well, now we're beginning to see tens of millions of dollars that are coming from places they shouldn't be coming from to that family through 26, 27, basically shell companies that don't do anything to launder the money. No wonder we're fighting in Ukraine to hide the money laundering operation. I really believe that. You may not, but I do. There is no level of corruption I do not believe could come out of this government the way it has been run. And the elites have been getting deeper involved. We were warned in 1961 as Dwight Eisenhower left the White House. He said, beware the military industrial complex. These people, they make money on war. Now remember, Eisenhower was the commander of the Allied Forces, World War II in Europe. And at the end of that war, that was the last war the United States actually won, 1945. That's the last war. We never won Korea. That was a stalemate. We didn't win Vietnam. We tucked tail and ran. The country fell. Name anywhere since 1945, the United States has been victorious in a war. We have not. But we have spent trillions of dollars playing war and making some industrialist and globalist filthy rich. And the bankers, even richer. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you here? Don't believe your media. They will lie to you every time. One more story, a couple of more stories here real quick. So we now know that there's a burner phone. And then you've got these complete reprobate lawyers who should be disbarred. 
I mean, these people. There's a lawyer, Abe Lowell. He should be disbarred. He's a lying, filthy individual that has no moral character. He's a liar. And he's threatening the House Ways and Means Committee that are, that are looking into Hunter Biden. Maybe we should put you in prison. This is not a banana republic. This is the United States of America being taken down by evil, sick reprobates. Evil, sick, demonically possessed individuals that lie and lie and lie, and they don't care that they lie. Their conscience is seared. Their fate for eternity is sealed unless they repent. So Biden's mouthpiece, hey, hey, Abe, explain to me, Abe Lowell, explain to me why Hunter's paying for a burner phone for his daddy. And his daddy's answering the phone. Why are you troubling the House and Ways and Means Committee with threats? You're threatening the government of the United States. You are really committing an insurrection trying to impede justice. You should be permanently disbarred. And the only time you should ever be allowed in a courtroom is for your treason trial. And then you can spend the rest of your life in a supermax prison for what you and all of your ilk has been doing to this nation for many, many years. I'm getting tired of this. This is beyond, I can't, this, this, our nation is at a crossroad. The entire Western world is at a crossroad. And then there's another story maybe you did not hear. I'm sure a few of you did. But even Fox News, formerly a decent news network, now gone woke and broke and disgusting. Vaccine money takers they are. And liars now. Oh, they're, they're a shill for the establishment. You know, what I, what I call the loyal opposition or the fake phony conservatives. They are now the voice of the fake and phony loyal opposition that they look. These clowns in Washington, D.C., including Mitch McConnell and many others, Mitt Romney. They're fakes, phonies, and frauds. I've said it over and over again. They are not really conservatives. They're in it for themselves, their personal gain. They have no moral compass. They are liars. They're opportunists. That includes you, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, you turned, you, you supported Trump, then you turned on him, and now that you see the tide turning again, you run up to Pickens, South Carolina last weekend to be seen with Donald Trump. Well, you got booed off the stage, thanks be to God. People are beginning to see the truth. Lindsey Graham, you've been a fake for about 20 some odd, 25 years that I know of. I didn't follow you much years ago, but when I follow you now, for 25 years. You earn the name flimsy gramnesty among true conservatives because you, you lie. You see which way the wind is blowing every morning. You didn't want secure borders. You were getting paid too much money to be against them. Oh, you talk a good game, but then you stab your, your South Carolinians in the back every time. And so this loyal opposition that now Fox News or fake news or Fox News, whatever you want to call it, you know, they are just the establishment voice now. They can't even be trusted. They sold out. 
And so there's this pretend war between the establishment conservatives and the establishment leftists. They're both the same party. It's the uniparty. They play a game. And they they pass the power back and forth like, like it got passed from Clinton to George W. Bush. And then from George W. Bush, it, it got passed on to, to uh, Barack Obama. Then it was supposed to be passed on to Hillary Clinton in payment for all, all that she has done for the cause. And something went wrong. They didn't cheat enough and Trump got in the first time. Oh, by the way, let me give you some numbers. I got one more. I've got another story I really, really, really do need to get to you. I want you to think about some numbers here. Would you follow along with me? We have been told over and over again that Joe Biden received 81 million votes in 2020. 81 million. And Trump Trump received 74 million votes in 2020. Now, That's 155 million votes total, okay? Follow with me. 155 million votes total. Yet our federal government tells us, in no uncertain terms, we had a record turnout of 69% of the voters. And a lot of that was because we had the drop-off ballots and all this other nonsense. Things we had never done before. We broke the Constitution in the things that we did. And I think the Supreme Court is still getting it wrong. I don't, I don't see why it's so complicated for a bunch of highly educated people to not look at a handful of words clearly written in plain English that says only the state legislatures have this authority. Nobody else. And they can't even give it away. So don't bore me with your court cases. So here's the problem. The United States has about 330 million people in it. I think the exact number is like uh, 328 million, and that includes um, some illegal immigrants that are not eligible to vote. I'm just saying the number of people in the country. And roughly 26% of the country is under the age of 18 and cannot vote. That leaves you 246 million people, approximately, that would be eligible to register to vote. Following so far. In other words, these people, in theory, if they are registered, they can vote. And The average is somewhere between 60 and about 70 some odd percent of the population that is eligible will register to vote. Well, that leaves you about 170 million registered voters, okay? I mean, if you have 247 million eligible people, And we figure the average, and I looked at it, oh, yeah, the District of Columbia is like 80%, but they're only 400 and some odd thousand people. States like New York and New Jersey, well, New York in particular and California, they they do fairly well. But California is only 59% of of the population is registered. Texas, a little better at 62%. Florida, 60%. New York, 62%. 
Pennsylvania is higher, but once again, a lot of motor voter stuff goes on there too. So when you look at it and you figure out, okay, there's 170 million registered voters, maybe 175 million, depending upon who you believe. Those are the actual published numbers from the states. And the federal government emphasized that 69% of registered voters, not people, 69% of registered voters voted in the 2020 election. 69% of 170 million is 120 million. So how did we come up with 155 million votes in a country of 120 million actual voters? I mean, how stupid do they think we are? They're giving us the numbers. They're telling me there are 18 million registered voters in the state of California. There are 9.3 million, or actually almost 9.4 million, in New York. And on and on and on it goes. Colorado, almost 3 million. South Carolina, 2.7 million. Arkansas, 1.3. Delaware, 500,000. North Dakota, 400,000. Alaska, 383,000. And little Wyoming with 296,000. You add it all up. These are the numbers. It is impossible. It is impossible. If your average voter turnout is between 63 and 69%, how in the world... Do you come up with 155 million votes when you, your own numbers said that only 120 million voted? Somebody's lying. And we're told, don't, nothing to see here. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Now, I'm sure that many of you that are regular listeners to this program, who listen several days a week, would agree with me that something didn't add up about the 2020 election. That pandemic was well used. There were people dropping off hundreds of ballots at 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning at these drop boxes and taking pictures of the ballots they were putting in. Were they being paid to put those ballots into the boxes and where did the ballots come from? Were they harvested legally or illegally? Why were people going to, uh, shall we say, campaign headquarters of the Democrats and suddenly appearing then at these drop boxes dropping off ballots? They were mules. I am convinced to this very day that the biggest lie being perpetuated, including by Fox Fake News, this was not a fair election. Sure, they got sued by Dominion voting machines. Don't think that these companies don't know how to cover their tracks. And yet, we're seeing case by case coming out that they're not as reliable as they claim to be. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's out there in the public sphere. And many states are abandoning those dangerous machines. I think they are hackable. People have proven they can be hacked. 
And it's not just the voting machines, because it's really just a small part of what I think was the election fraud. 155 million votes were tallied. And out of what? A maximum of 170 million possible voters? And really, out of the possible voters, they're telling us only 69% showed up. So how do you get 155 million voters out of just a pool of 120 million, including all of the ballots harvested, found in drop boxes, mailed in without signature verification? The list goes on and on and on, and we're told to believe them. Chuck Schumer, I don't believe you. You've never told the truth lately, except that you, you know, want to re reimagine this nation as something that it's not. I don't believe that Ossoff, Ossoff won in, in Georgia. I don't believe any of them really did. I've said this before, and this may be new to some of you listeners. I know a guy personally that spent time after the 2020 election traveling some of the counties in Georgia. He was paid to go do some investigation on this sudden surge of new registered voters in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. Suddenly, all these voters are registering to vote. And so he got a pile of these registrations in various counties, all these new names and locations, and discovered that many of these new voters were living on farm fields with no housing, no water, no utilities, no building. No tent. In one county, just one tiny county, over 120. In other counties, 90 to 100. Now, Georgia has 150 some odd counties. If you just had 100 fraudulent votes in each of the counties, that was enough to change the election in the state of Georgia for the president of the United States. And you want Brian Kemp and and Brad Rassensberger, you want me to believe that your election was fair and honest? You're fakes, phonies, frauds, and liars. And let me tell you something. Governor Kemp is a World Economic Forum, you know, little brat. He loves China. He wants more trade with China. He wants to do globalist things with the World Economic Forum. He's another swamp creature. Georgia, you got snookered. And when he leaves office in two years, don't you even think about voting for even a more fraudulent, phony Brad Rassensberger, who, by the way, broke Georgia law, not that he's ever going to be arrested. He was talking with Dominion voting machines using his personal Gmail account, which is against the law in the state of Georgia to conduct state business on a personal Gmail account. (laughs) But he'll never get touched. He's like Hunter Biden. He's among the elite. I've been telling you this stuff for a long time. Two more quick stories. I know we're running over. Canadian government says we need a pride season, not just a pride month. Yeah, we June is not long enough. I mean, don't don't you understand that a third or half or more of the people are gay in this world or or transgender? We need more than a month. We need June, July, August, and September. We need one third of the year to celebrate being a reprobate, being a sodomite. We need, we need four months of celebration in Canada. 
I kid you not. I kid you not. They really believe it should run from June through September or to September. So you want 25 to 30% of the year dedicated to, to sodomy. Way to go, Canada. You and your man-child fool leader who believes we need to, you know, dim the skies to stop global warming. Yeah, story about that, too. A new scheme. They want to block sunlight to save the planet. Hey, this summer here in Virginia, we're having a hard time where we live getting into the 80s. I don't need it any colder than it's been. We had temperatures down in the teens, even in April. Come on. Stop playing games and playing with things you have no business playing with. But then again, we're run by fools. Banana Republic. And one last story. Then we're going to change direction on the other side. This story comes out of Cleveland, Ohio. And if you want to see how low we have sunk as a nation in the United States, and I'm looking at this story right now. This comes from a few days ago. A woman is accused of abandoning her 16-month-old child who died alone in her house so this woman could go on vacation for 10 days. Christel Candelero left her daughter inside their Cleveland home on June 6th and came back on June 16th, somewhere around 8 a.m. Now, she's 31 years old, 16th-month-old little baby. Never fed, never changed, never bathed, never cared for, just abandoned in the house so this woman, this little narcissist, could go on vacation. And she traveled to, oh, I don't know, Detroit, Michigan was on, on her agenda. And then she went to Puerto Rico, And she came home and then called police saying, my daughter's unresponsive. Of course, the child was pronounced dead at the scene. Well, the Cuyahoga County medical examiner identified the the young child, Jalen Candelero, and she was dehydrated, in her playpen, soiled. Neighbors said that it wasn't the first time the woman had left her daughter alone for lengthy periods of time. Now, thankfully, we'll see if this holds. She's been indicted on charges of aggravated murder, assault, and endangering children. And she had the audacity to plead not guilty. She's being held on $1 million bond. How could a mother leave a 16... I couldn't leave a 16-month-old child for more than 10 minutes, let alone 10 days. We're supposed to protect our children. But see, this reprobate world we live in that praises sodomy, that is pushing for maps, you know, male-attracted persons and, and pedophilia, we have cheapened the lives of children to being a commodity. And if a child is inconvenienced, well, we kill it. I mean, really, is abortion any different than what this woman did? It isn't. Just one is technically legal in the eyes of the state, but both are illegal in the eyes of God. We have cheapened life. We have given ourselves over to demons. 
We are demonic by nature, sinful by nature, evil by nature. There is no health or good in us. And, and this, this woman, her child is dead. And she's just partying and traveling and laughing the whole time. Did her conscience ever worry about that child? I don't think it did. I think she's been so deluded by Satan himself that the demon of Moloch claimed another child. Now, real fast, we're way over on this break, and I apologize. But stay with me for the other side. I've got some stories that may finally be encouraging. If you believe in our mission and ministry, we need to hear from you. Have some great opportunity coming, and it would be very helpful if you could support us financially. You can do it from the website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can support us from the website or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, the mailing address, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Once again, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code 24319. Now, hang with us. A lot more to come. And I think you will be blessed by the things you're about to hear. The the stories that I've got lined up are actually a little bit on the encouraging side. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. He sets his tent in eternity. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. It's an amazing scripture. Isaiah 57 verse 15 says this, For thus says the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity. Who inhabits eternity? The word inhabit in Hebrew is very interesting. It's the word shakan, which means to lodge or stay or dwell or like to set up your tent. What's it saying? God sets up his tent in eternity. Amazing. He inhabits eternity. He set up his tent in eternity. Now, when you set up a tent, you you do it all at once, you know, but God sets up his tent to span eternity. In God, all eternity, past, present, future are as one. All eternity is covered by God's tent. All eternity is filled up by God's presence. God is even greater than eternity. So listen, you're being haunted by your past. You're chained by it. You're, you're getting, and you just have a shadow over your life. Well, God has set up his tent in your past. God's presence is there. His grace is there. He set up his tent in eternity. He's greater than your past. You're concerned about your problems now? God has set up his tent in your problems, in your present problems now. Your problems are inside God's tent. His presence is in your present and in his grace. And God is greater than the present. You're worried about the future, things to come, what the future holds. You don't have to. God set up his tent in your future. You don't have to worry about the future old because God holds the future. He's already there. His grace is there. What an awesome God we have. He holds your past, present, future all inside his tent. He holds all eternity inside his tent, your eternity. So rest, my friend, for he's the one who inhabits all time, past, present, and future, and who set up his tent over your eternity. Want more? Ask for the infinity solution on CD, the answer to the Trinity. Now, the free gift for you. 
the most incredible, awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD with a hidden mystery of the rabbis about Messiah and Sapphire's guarantee to bless your socks off. How? All free. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus really renamed Yeshua and you dial it. So to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world, salvation to all the, the, the lost of the world. It's amazing. How? Through shortwave radio, you can blanket the earth the farthest way you can ever touch the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111. That's Lodi, New Jersey. That's 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, be at peace, my friend. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you in Messiah. Or Haolam, the light of eternity. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Real quick, I've shared this before, but some of you that only hear the program on the weekend, I'd like you to kind of know what's going on in the background. We are making some plans here for some future ministry opportunities looking at some of the local radio opportunities here in Virginia and and how to take these concepts and bring it across the United States. And I will tell you right now, and many of you may not know this, many of you may want to find out more about this, but here in the United States, the Federal Communications Commission is going to be opening up a window to apply for some low-powered FM radio stations now. Not most places in the United States, you probably cannot fit a new frequency in. But there are many areas, like here in southwest Virginia, where you can. And I know that for me, my church and ministry, we are going to be looking into doing that and making an application when the window opens in the first week of November. You, This is going to be the only time you can do this. Only in that seven-day period. Outside of that, it may be 10 more years before they ever open a window again. And so I'm going to be working in the background trying to steer people into how they can have stations in their communities, what the requirements are, what it actually costs to build and operate, and sources of programming and all of that. If you want information... Maybe by by this weekend or maybe later this weekend or next week, I will have something on our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. There's also the possibility that I may add doing a live and local and regional radio talk show here in this part of the world, and I may adapt part of this radio program for that um, to be live on shortwave. I'm, I'm just, we're just talking about it right now. No, nothing is firm. Nothing is settled, but it is in the background. And I really could use your prayers. We have some things to install at the church. You know, starting a new church is not easy because, you know, we are not the the country we once were in terms of church going. 
And many people have fallen away from the church or for whatever reason stopped going. They know they should be, but it's really hard to come through those doors for the first time to a new church. You don't know what to expect, what to think. What are people going to think about you? Are people going to be embarrassing you? Look, we have new visitors. There, go get them. No, I'm, I'm so careful about that because I know what it's like. And so we have a small group that has come together. You know, if everybody that's involved with the church right now came at the same time, it would be a pretty good number. But I know it's the summer. But that's why I started it now, to develop a core, knowing that people would be in and out for the summertime and get to know these people so that as we hit the ground running in the fall, we can have a big impact in our community. And also because of streaming, and we're going to be adding on to that very soon, where the service can be seen live. That's coming shortly. And even on radio, that's coming shortly locally. So there's a lot in the background. So don't give up hope, okay? We're, we're really, it's not easy. I, I've got so much on me right now. And yes, health-wise, I'm doing, I'm doing marvelous, thanks be to God. I feel better than I have felt in years. But I still need help and prayer and to be sustained. And I could use help on websites. A lot of things could be done remotely if you should feel so inclined. So just keep that in mind. In the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, let me read you a, a few verses. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there be a falling away first, and that that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I yet was with you, I told you these things. Now, I want you just to file that away for a moment. We're in a process right now in the United States. Now, it's not a hopeless one. And I'm going to explain why in a minute. There is some good news. There is some good news. Sure, states like Michigan are talking about a hate speech law that could put you in prison for misgendering somebody, for calling a man who's pretending to be a woman a man. The state of Michigan wants to put you in jail. So think about that for a moment. We are in a great de-churching. That's the best way to put it. A guy named Jim Davis and Michael Graham wrote a book on how 40 million adult Americans who used to go to church just stopped going. It just stopped going. It's, and, and the thing is, this is not something new and, and merely prophetic, as I mentioned from the book of 2 Thessalonians. Even in the book of Hebrews, take care, brethren, that there not be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. And many who have left the faith, including some, you know, Christian music stars that actually have renounced Christianity. And it's just not that they don't go. They've actually cursed it, walked away. Now, a lot of mainline Protestant churches are shrinking, and I think that's a wonderful thing. 
especially the ones that are doing the sparkle creeds and are into all this gay marriage and pride month and celebrate abortion and all this, I pray to God that those churches go bankrupt and their doors sealed shut forever and nobody ever goes there again until there's repentance. So I don't care about those reprobate, disgusting, evil uh, synagogues of Satan. They're taking people to hell. So I'm I'm thankful when I see uh, an ELCA Lutheran church having to shut its doors for good. I really do. I celebrate it. Because they're not the church. They're an imposter. But the problem is, Many Christians are not doing their part in sharing the gospel, in building Christ-centered churches, churches built on, on the truth of God's word, and we've become afraid to express ourselves in the marketplace because of the Googles and the YouTubes and the censorship and the blowback. I get it. I know. It's not an easy time. And many have been made despondent. Like, woe is us. What can we ever do? There's nothing we can do. It's all over. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon, and many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound. That's a song from 1942. We've had troublesome times since Jesus ascended into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit. There has been troublesome times for 2,000 years. This is nothing new. And I know the day is going to come when time will run out. But don't act like it already has. Don't sit at home in your easy chair waiting for the rapture to take you out of this veil of tears. The Bible has no verse that gives you permission to do that. Not a one. We are to be working until Jesus comes. We are to be worshiping till Jesus comes. We are to be participating till Jesus comes. And we are to be witnessing until he returns again. No less. No less. And if your church is all about the entertainment value and the word of God is basically a pep talk with a side of Jesus, you need to rethink that too. Look, don't get me wrong. I like a lot of the new contemporary music and we're going to be, we are using it and will use it in this church that I have started. But they will never be empty words or songs that sound like a love song to my schlobbery boyfriend. These will be songs that worship the centrality of Jesus Christ, his work on the cross, the fact that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the message I preach will not be compromised by feelings. You remember that song, Morris Albert, feelings, nothing more than feelings. And that's what too many churches have become. But let me tell you a little story. And as here in the United States, the 4th of July, the celebration of our nation's birth was earlier this week. And as we kind of close out this week, a lot of people have time off. I want to share with you, you know, the United States has had more than its share of problems and and issues and missteps. But the concept of all men are created equal in the eyes of God is something that is established in our Constitution, even though it was never fully embraced for a while. We have made more than our share of mistakes, but what nation has not? Not that I'm excusing it. 
We should always be improving. Lately, we are going in the opposite direction again. But during the time of the Revolutionary War, 30% of the United States was loyal to Great Britain. They were British loyalists. And many of the most powerful elites in cities like Boston and New York and Philadelphia, oh man, they were, they, they were loyal to the crown. Another third were kind of independent, and they, just like we have today, independent voters in the United States. And they, they go back and forth with the tides of fate, and whichever way the wind is blowing today that looks promising to them. They'll go, hey, the crown looks great today. Well, maybe this revolution is not a bad, well, no, the crown is looking good again. These people are unsettled. And then less than a third were the ones who committed their lives, their sacred honors, their property, their money, their everything, their families, and their lives to the cause of changing the world. This was the remnant, the faithful third. And many times their prospects looked looked very bad. It was December 25th, Christmas Day. Continental Army was in tatters. They were about ready to give it up when they crossed the Delaware River. And against all odds, the battle known as the Battle of Trenton was won. And this ragtag force of a small number of poorly equipped, some of these guys didn't even have shoes anymore. They were wrapping up their feet in the freezing cold. It was, it was an act of desperation, but it turned the tide of the war on that Christmas day. Now, let me tell you something. When you look at just Christians, forget the United States. I mean, I believe that we are only down to less than a third of the United States population that is truly Bible-believing Christians, probably 20%, maybe 25. And of that, 30% will say of Americans that claim to be Christians A third are independent. They kind of go with the flow. A third don't care. And a third are the ones that are trying. Yet God has always had a remnant people and a remnant church. Something else I want you to understand, and this was a cause of separation for me from ministry. The Bible has a lot of interesting things. I'm an evangelical Christian, and I'm aware of what the Bible says about our support of Israel, and it often irritates many of you when I talk about this because, yeah, the majority of Jewish people, I would say, are involved in insidious things to destabilize the world, but there is that small remnant group that we should be praying for and supporting. The Bible's promise to Israel was not rescinded. God does not rescind a promise. I'm sorry, there are people out there on radio and television and podcasts that are that are feeding you theological trash. Look, even the Bible calls Jews prostitutes in less flattering terms, calls them faithful pagans, sorcerers, and, and accuses them of being in an unholy pact with Satan. Not all, but many of them. That's from the Bible, the Old Testament, I might add. But it's going to take the faithful remnant of Christians, and we are now a minority. We are hated by our governments in many states and and increasingly at the federal level. 
And you're seeing it all over the world, in Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, Australia, it's happening. There is a turning away. There's a turning upon. The Bible warns us that these days are coming. But does that mean we just give up and sit in our easy chair and say, I'm going to not say a word. I'm going to get along with everybody as I can. And I'm just going to wait till Jesus comes and raptures me out from my easy chair. As I watch Fox News and or Newsmax or whatever, it doesn't work that way. Work for the night is coming. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you don't have to work anymore. Nowhere does it say you don't have to stop worshiping and attending church anymore. Nowhere does it say any of that, but so many Christians falsely believe it. The day's going to come. There's going to be a final victory. Now, for the meantime, we still, we still fight back. That's our job. And remember, God can deliver the oppressed, the ignored, the powerless, his remnant, So once again, we see that same equation playing out. The triumph of the underdog, the miraculous, the inconceivable victory of a faithful less than a third of the people who didn't give up. Which third do you belong in? Are you in the third that belongs to this world? Are you the third that's trying to sit on the fence and you haven't made your mind up? Or are you in that less than a third that are true believers in Jesus Christ who look forward to that that promise that we see in Revelation 21 that I saw a new heaven and a new earth the first heaven and first earth had passed away and the sea was no more and I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband behold the dwelling place of God is with man We may be the underdogs in this world of sin. We may be underdogs when the Department of of Justice now is a Department of Injustice in the United States, when governments that are supposed to protect us now persecute us and really try to destroy us. The globalists are of Satan. Let's be be honest. I'm not going to pull any punches. These individuals are satanic in nature, demonically possessed, demonically inspired. The entire World Economic Forum is nothing more than recycled paganism. From global warming to everything else, population, all of it, it's recycled paganism that spits on the face of God. That's why we do this radio program every week, and that's why I want you to go to the website, truththenumber2ponder.com, to find out more. You can support us from there as well. We need your support now more than ever. If you can, would you consider writing a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510, the city Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. That's 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, 
ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.